Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. It's your Monday morning extended On The Pace today. I hope your Monday has started well. If you were punting over the weekend, I hope it was successful for you. We're going to talk about some of the better horses in New South Wales and, of course, the arrival of Lock and Bar Art at the state to head to the Newcastle Mile on Friday later in this program. But first, we're going to try and find you a winner and celebrate one of the iron horses of Menangle in Thunder Dance, who won on Saturday night at Menangle. He's trained or co-trained by Kerry McTowell, and she heads to Canberra tonight. So we're going to try and get a winner. Kerry, thanks for joining us on the radio this morning. Thanks for having me, Mick. Always a pleasure. Now, I know he's your boyfriend, Thunderdance. You absolutely love him. Now, to see him, I think he went past $200,000 in stakes the other night. The old fellow, he's eight years old. He's just jogged around there at 150.8. That must have given you a huge thrill. Yeah, it certainly did to see him back in the in the winner's circle. He um, is a horse that we absolutely love. You know, he, um, he, uh, he did an awesome job and... and sort of pulled away with him, you know, last, on Saturday night, which was great to see because we know what, you know, what he can do. It's just, uh, he's been up against, you know, a lot of the, the best of the best with the, you know, top-class horses week in, week out. And he just dropped down that one uh, one level and, yeah, was able to, to, to perform at his best and, and come away with a win. Look, he went 150.8. That would suggest he's just below free-for-all grade. Obviously, he's had success at that level before, but... It's incredibly yeah. difficult to beat Belinda's horses at that level. What does that do for your aims and aspirations for him over the next sort of month and a bit when things are really busy with that Miracle Mile Carnival? Do you just keep him out of the kerfuffle and the hard stuff? Do you aim him at a Bohemian Crystal-type race, or would you like to keep him just a level below that? Well, we always love to, you know, especially with a horse like him, we like to aim, you know, as high as we possibly can. But um, we've actually nominated him for the Newcastle Mile. You know, Ooh. that's up to the selectors. Um, whether or not he gets a run, that's up to them. But, you know, he's that type of horse. He has got that, you know, calibre in him. He's, um, he actually clocked, you know, running third at Menangle last season, going uh, 158, nine or something like that, I think it was. It was uh, sorry, 148. So he can perform when he's at his peak, at his best. So, um, you know, it's up to them whether or not we get a run. But um, we'll just be placing him where we, where we can, you know. Um, why is, and, he, why is he the favourite, Kerry? Why, why, is he the, why is he your favourite out of the team? Because I know you love him. So why is he the one you've got so much affection for, apart from Kiza Mac, of course? Yeah, well, he's... He's just that type of horse that gives his all, no matter what. You know, he is a, a bit of a rogue, a bit of a, a handful. Um, you know, and Glenn's been doing a great job with him. Um, but he's one of those horses, he's out, you know, out of our breed, one of our best brood mares. Um, so he's always got a special place in your heart when you've bred them. Um, but he's just, you know, he's just a lovable horse around the stable. He's, you know, he's a beautiful horse to handle. But when you put that card on him, he switches on and it's all business. So... Yeah. When you talk about taking a horse like into the Newcastle Mile, I presume you think you probably can't beat Lock and Barat. Is it the thrill of the competition? Is it is it the thrill of seeing one of your horses on that biggest stage why you would go to a race that, that maybe, Kerry, you can't? Yeah, definitely. I think he adds 
an element of excitement because the way he comes out of that gate, you know, his gate speed, um, you know, it'd be nice to think, you know, if, if we did get a run and we'd draw, we'd be able to, you know, come out and, and maybe get on Lockenbar's art back and, you know, and just see how he goes. I know there's, you know, a, a very, very slim chance that uh, he won't win that Lockenbar art, but um, it'd be nice to be in there, you know, with a horse like that too. Well, look, first of all, good luck for getting him to Newcastle on Friday night. You won't need any luck getting the horse named after you, Keza Mack, to Canberra tonight. It's race four for Keza tonight. Second line barrier draw, but two on the second line's not a disaster. What sort of chance would Keza Mack be for the punters? Race four, number eight tonight. Well, we think she's a she's a good chance. Um, you know, she's a real honest mare. Um, and she's in the, you know, the Henry Rickson Memorial, which is, um, Ellen Rickson's grandfather, and and that's why she's there. We we sent her down for Ellen to you know to be able to drive her to be in her grandfather's race. But she's an honest mare, so we think she's a good chance. On to race five, you've got um, Cherokee Very Warrior good. in with mm-hmm. Leighton Green, and look, it's a horse who doesn't tend to do a lot of menangle racing. Tends to hack around a bit more at these type of tracks. But Barrier Three tonight, it, it doesn't look an intimidating field. I would have thought you'd have some sort of chance. No, yeah, we do. We we think he's a he's um, a very good chance with you know Leighton Green driving him as well. Barrier three, um, he's got good uh, good speed when we need to use it. So I think he's a very good chance too. Obviously, the carnival continues this week at Menangle, so you're, you're you're hoping to head to Newcastle. Do you like to get involved on those Saturday nights? I mean, obviously, you have a lot of horses who can race at Menangle on a Tuesday, and you've had a lot of success on at Tuesday meetings recently. You won one last Saturday night. When you have the carnivals and you have the Victorians coming up and you have, as I said, the lock and bar arts of the world turning up and, and the racing is stronger, uh, is Team McDowell keen to say, hey, let, let's, let's get in there and mix it up and see how we go, and at least we know where we stand in the picking order? Of course. <laughs> we never back away from a fight. We always like to be in there. Um, so if we've got horses that can can go around, we definitely aim to, to get them in there and be up against the best. Especially, you know, the, being New South Wales, you you always like to go up against the other states and, and hopefully come out on top. But um, we're always in for a fight, definitely. <laughs> Tell me how many horses you've got in work there, Kerry, because there's there's no shortage of McDowell horses charging around Menangle, as I said, particularly on Tuesdays, but even on Saturday night last week, getting that win. So how many horses have been worked at the moment? Yeah, we've got 28 at the moment in work. Um, we're actually uh, trialling um, uh, some babies and that on uh, Wednesday, four two-year-olds trialling and um, about three or four others that are going around for their first trial. We just had a bit of a break sort of over Christmas and just starting to ramp back up into racing and getting them all back to the races. With the two-year-olds, are they horses who would potentially be aimed at something like the Bathurst Gold Crown? I take if they're up and running yeah. now, that's going to be on the radar for them. Yes, yeah, they are. Um, two of which we bought at the APG sales, a, um, a filly um, at a Millwood Liberty. Um, she's trialling on, on Wednesday and uh, um, a gelding that we've got uh, by Christian Party. Um He's trialling as well, and there's two of ours that we've bred as well that are they're having their first trial. So we'll definitely be aiming up there um, to get up there. We always love going out to Bathurst Carnival. Yeah, really it's a lot of fun. Um, look, thanks for joining us this morning, Kerry. Before we let you go, of those two you're taking to Canberra tonight, who's the better winning chance for the punters? 
Well, I'd love to say um, Kazamax for Ellen Rickson. That would be, you know, a, a highlight for her. But um, I think Cherokee drawn the front. He's probably going to be the better chance. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Congratulations on Saturday night. It's always great to get a 150 and change at Menangle with Thunder Dance. And I'm hoping, for one, that you make it into that Newcastle mile and and give Lockie something to think about, or Artie something to think about. Well, we'd like to put on a, a, a good show at the, with the gate speed. That'd be great. <laughs> that, that'd be great, Kerry. Thanks for joining us this Thanks morning. Yeah. We're going to uh, hopefully try and talk to Brian Portelli if we can today. He's um, he's the man who obviously has maybe the best three-year-old in New South Wales and tasty delight. He's not a person who likes to jump on the radio too much. I'm not sure if we have him yet, but we're going to try and grab him and talk about tasty delights when in the three-year-old event the other day and heading into the New South Wales Derby, which is just around the corner. But before then, some punting information. Now, here's how the week is going to roll in New South Wales. We're going to have that Newcastle Mile on Friday night. The barrier draw for that will be conducted at 9.30am, so 9.30 tomorrow on Sky. So that's Sky Television, Sky One. You can see the barrier draw for the Newcastle Mile, where Lockenbarat is the dominant favourite. Um, whether he remains quite so dominant after the barrier draw, we will find out. Also tomorrow morning at 9.30 on the back of the barrier draw for the Newcastle Mile will be the barrier draw for Saturday night's Chariots of Fire. Now, the Chariots of Fire, of course, is at an angle for the four-year-olds. We had a couple of the big-name horses who were in the market missing out on the final because they disappointed in the heats or the prelude the other day. Now, that included the Queenslander in one change. He missed out by not running in the top four behind Easy Win or Expensive Ego. Also, Pacifico Dream for Andy Gath. And the Victorian missed out as well, as did Perfect Stride. So all of those horses were in the market for the uh, chariots of fire. They have not gained a place in the race. The big question mark now is over Minstrel. Minstrel's from WA, West Australia, and he won the Golden Nugget there on Friday night. Greg Bond, who trains the horse, wants to bring him uh, to New South Wales to contest the chariots of fire, but he needs to get over the protocols and get a plane flight. He also have the horse here by Thursday because there's a retention barn for the horses who are going to be racing in the chariots of fire, which means they have to go to Menangle and stay in a barn for two days leading into the race. So nothing untoward can happen to them from external forces. So there's confusion around Minstrel whether it'll get to the race. It's six dollars pre-draw the chariots of fire nine thirty tomorrow morning. On Sky, expensive ego now into $2. So it is $2. We heard yesterday on the show from Jack Trainer that he'll be lining up Stylish Memphis, the New Zealand mayor, for trainer Mark Jones. Jack's the co- or the caretaker trainer. It's $5 pre-draw. Zeus Bromack at $5. Minstrel at $6. We're hoping to get here from WA. We're not sure about that. Um, Kowalski Analysis, who was really good the other day, are running second to expensive ego at $17. And Boots Electric, who upset them at big odds in the Bonanza at Melton last week, is $21. A horse who knows New South Wales very well, having started its career at Menang, which is $21. So the barrier draw tomorrow, if expensive ego draws one to four, he could well get into the red. 
if he draws outside of stylish Memphis, Zeus Bromac, and if Minstrel gets on the plane to come to the race, which we'll try and find out from Greg Bond, uh, that could see expensive ego getting out to 2.5 or even further. Had a very unusual situation developing in New Zealand, which affects Australian yearling buyers. Yesterday, they had an uber-successful Karaka yearling sale where they sold about 125 horses for an average and harness racing sale of over $50,000. A great result for New Zealand bloodstock standard bread. What happened next? Not so good. Auckland, which is, of course, the biggest city in New Zealand, went into lockdown level three for at least three days because of three community COVID cases, and the remainder of the country to lockdown level two. That meant the yearling sales in Christchurch, which would have had strong Australian interest today, tomorrow, and on Wednesday, have had to be put on hold. Let's find out more from New Zealand Bloodstock Standard Boots spokesman and harness racing boss, James Jennings. James, it was a little bit of pandemonium there for a couple of hours last night at the Caraca sales ring when, after a great day, um, the COVID thunderbolt hit. Hi, Michael. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, we went from the fire to all hands on the pump in a, in a, in a blink of an eye. Uh, what a great sale yesterday, as, as you highlighted. All the metrics up right across the board. Incredible result. We were absolutely wrapped. And then at 7pm last night, we had the announcement of the uh, COVID Level 3 for Auckland lockdown and all hands to the pump. Uh, and if I may say, many thanks to your good self as well, because uh, you, along with the rest of the NGB team, were very vital in getting that information out to our clients, buyers, vendors, transporting companies, veterinarians, and everybody involved in the logistics uh, as quickly and as decisively as we did. So, James, the sale which was going to be held today in Christchurch and then roll on for the next two days has been delayed until next Monday. So I presume the horses were already at the sales ground at Christchurch. I also presume they've had to be uplifted, be transported to farms of people who are good enough to take them in and then probably have their, you know, their preparations delayed by a week, let down for a couple of days and then start the whole process over again. Is that's what's going on with these 300, 400-odd horses? Yeah, that's exactly right, Michael. Uh, we made the decision to go Monday week because that's the shortest time frame based on the best-case scenario, which is what we had, the decision we had to make. It's easier to go back rather than try and come forward. So uh, fingers crossed uh, everything is uh, put under wraps by the weekend and we can hopefully get back to normal operations next week. So that's where we put our peg in the ground to start with. So everybody knows that and is dealing with it. Yeah, we had about 73 horses already up from our uh, wonderful clients down here in Southland uh, and uh, get us to our uh, Cambridge uh, industry, uh, our horse people there. Uh, they turned up very, very quickly to offer assistance to accommodate the horses and the people and staff themselves, which was just an outstanding effort. And once again, I think it's just indicative of our industry. Uh, wonderful people who rally around when help's needed. So what happens now? If, if the COVID restrictions in New Zealand come off when you hope they would come off, which is uh, in the next three days, and people can travel out of Auckland, where so many of your buyers are based, the sale goes ahead next Monday. What happens, James, 
if that's delayed into next week, can you re-delay the sale by a week? Uh, I don't think we'll re-delay the sale by a week. I think we'll push it into March and um, make a decision uh, to hold the sale in March. And, and the reason for that is, is the logistics of getting the horses back home for those ones that are there. And basically, if we have to do that, we've got to hit the reset button and give everybody a chance to reset, reevaluate, and and come back later. I don't think leapfrogging week to week is going to do anybody any favours. Okay, what about for the Australian buyers who who were online yesterday, some bidding on NZBS's new fancy real-time platform? Um, How do they keep in touch with what's going to happen, James? Obviously, the update this morning helps, but for people who want to be buying some of these horses or trying to buy them, what do they do next? Well, we're just going to maintain our open channels and keep in contact with everybody to make sure that they're fully abreast of the situation. Uh, We want to be decisive and very clear and very transparent to make it easy for these people to um, make the adjustments that are required. So that's what we'll do. We'll just keep our channels open, keep pushing it forward, and um, fingers crossed, best-case scenario, we run Monday, Tuesday next week. Uh, We're maintaining the same format uh, as... We'll do this week, and once again, that we believe that helps people to understand that and accept that they're going to be operating on exactly the same time frames for the sales, with the exception of it being a week later. Just hearing to our production team that David Moran's available for his call, so we'll get him up in the next couple of seconds once we've finished our conversation with James. Uh, James, while it was a bizarre way to end the day there yesterday, um, it's a great sale <laughs> when you have a harness racing sale where. The average is over fifty thousand dollars, and the the average for a filly is fifty eight thousand dollars. And you had a top lot better's delight filly out of former WA Oaks winner Major Reality sell for three hundred thousand dollars. These are big serious numbers. Oh, the results were tremendous. You know, once again, those key metrics are just showing the confidence in the industry at the present moment in time and we're seeing some changes with legislations and rules that are you know helping to help invigorate and help invigorate um, industry, wonderful support from our overseas clients who, who love these wonderful New Zealand athletes that we produce time and time again. Um, overall very thankful for the support and very fortunate we're able to get that sale done and dusted before the announcement. James, where do people go to keep up with the most relevant information? Is it to nzbstandardbread.co.nz? Stay stay tuned into the website. We'll be posting all new news and all new notifications there, as well as through our social media channels, which get you out very quickly. Plus, we'll keep up our key points of contact by keeping the phones going to our uh, key contacts. James, let's hope you can go again next Monday. Congratulations on a remarkable sale yesterday, mate. Thanks for joining us on the radio this morning. Hey, thanks, Michael. And once again, thanks for all your help last night too, mate. Really appreciate it. No problems at all, James. We're in the information business. Uh, information we want is from the next man to come on. David Moran was working horses this morning. He's been professional enough to join us. Thank you, David. Mate, great to have you here. And you're in New South Wales because much like the New Zealand situation, you had to beat COVID to get out of Victoria. So where have you parked up with Artie? Yeah, morning, Mick. Um, yeah, we had to make it make a quick dash out the other day and um, we just sort of headed straight to um, Luke McCarthy's property. So tell me, is it a funny situation when you've got the biggest rival to Luke and Belinda McCarthy winning the Miracle Mile and in fact winning the Newcastle Mile this week and yet 
you're staying at their place. Does Luke occasionally come across and have a look at Lockham Barvart, or does he pay extra attention to him in track work, or do you, in fact, work him against some of Belinda's horses? Uh, yeah, no, he, um, we haven't done a lot with him just yet. Um, we had a little workout with Pat's Beach Storm yesterday, um, and then he would just he would have a quiet couple of days and, and then sort of start to wind up a little bit. Um, no, no, it's good. It's, it's, it's good out here, and uh, Luke and Blinder are more than more than helpful. So um, uh, pretty, um, it's, it's pretty good setup. So I can't complain that for sure. I know horses aren't machines, mate, and they can't just keep racing at the same level. How close to his peak can he be for the Newcastle Mile? Because he's had to travel. I presume you you can't have him totally screwed down every week, and the Miracle Mile still three weeks away. Yeah, he's 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 definitely not screwed right down for this week, Mick. He, um, he's missed a little bit of work with the way the way things were. You know, we um, we had to be across the border by midnight Friday night, so he um, he jogged Friday, and then we got across the border and then travelled up. Travelled up East Saturday, so couldn't couldn't sort of travel that extra five hours and then give him a fast work as well. So that's why we sort of done him yesterday. But um, you know he, he's going to be reasonably fit considering the racing that he's had. But um, he definitely won't be wound up um, like I would really like him. David, you won a twenty-seven hundred and sixty-meter race last time the Hunter Cup, but he was super. Do you train him differently over the next three weeks to prepare for a mile? Or do you? buzz him up a bit more, heat train him? Do you do anything different than you would normally do leading into a race like the Hunter Cup, which was last week? Well, not a hell of a lot. Um, I, I will sharpen him up. I, I do a bit of heat work with him and, and swimming and things like that. So um, I'll probably more than likely bring his, bring his second heat back from a mile and a half back to a mile and just, just really sharpen him up that last sort of 600 metres. Um, and then he's swimming. Um, you know, he'll back off from what I usually do with him. He'll just back off the last probably three or four days leading into the race, he'll um he'll just back off lightly on the swimming, keep keep the speed in his legs. But I spoke to Wayne Smith, uh, one of the bosses up there at Newcastle today. They're absolutely thrilled to have you coming up, mate. They're absolutely bouncing off the walls in the hunter. So, mate, congratulations on what you've achieved so far this season. Uh, it's great to have a go on Friday night, mate. Good luck getting into the Miracle Mile, and we appreciate you taking the time for the Arty Party update here on Sky Sport Radio. No, thanks for having me on, Mick. That's David Moran. <laughs> a little bit of a, a busy morning this morning for him, so we appreciate him taking the time to talk to us. We appreciate also Kerry McDowell tipping us out a few tonight at Canberra and James Jennings with a very unusual situation in New Zealand with different COVID levels at different parts of the country, which has scarpered their yearling sales, but they'll be back delayed next Monday for those who want to buy Kiwi horse flesh. Don't forget, 9.30 tomorrow morning on Sky Sport Television, 9.30 tomorrow morning, the barrier draw for the Newcastle Mile and also for the Chariots of Fire. We go Group 1 racing at both Newcastle Friday and Menangle Saturday this week. Those markets available on tab.com.au pre-draw. Thanks for joining us this morning for On The Pace. We'll take a break tomorrow morning. We come back on Wednesday morning with Brittany Graham.